hey, you, friend, it's me, Ricardo. Uh, welcome to the Film Podcast. Today, we're hanging out. We're going to be talking about some Netflix recommendations, some stuff that is is out, some stuff you should watch, some stuff that we've seen for you, friend, so you don't have to. Yeah. And we, we tell you what's poo-poo and what's not. Thanks for joining me, Marcel. What you, is up? You got it, man. Hi. Thank you for that was a long intro and I feel like it was all for me and I really appreciate it because it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Um, hey, if you were a new listener, hey, thank you. Welcome. You're in yeah. for whew, you're in for a punishing hour. Yeah, <laughs> for real. For real. And and you know what? First time first time listeners, give us a call right now. Uh, yeah. The number is I'm just kidding. It's like one in the morning. It's two yeah. in the morning where you are, or yeah, probably. Yeah. When do you listen to podcasts? What, what like, are the times like? I, w- I wonder that. Like when I used to have a commute, I listen. I would listen to the podcasts. Any, it's a different podcast in the morning and afternoon, right? For like yeah. my drive. But like now, I don't drive anywhere. Like I'm in my living room, and I, I'm just I wake up, like start work at ten, and I wake up at nine fifty five. Yes, just with enough time to. Pee. and yeah. then i just, just sit down and i start doing work quick trip to the porcelain trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now there's no commute yeah the commute you know? to the bathroom is not long enough to listen to a podcast no no maybe no, that's no. what we should focus on the 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 walk to the bathroom yeah the walk to the bathroom and the act like it's you too soon you know it's it's the tiktok of podcasts yeah 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 well i mean this is gonna be longer but yeah just hold on strap in um, all right, so uh, Marcel and I again we're talking about our Netflix recommendations for March 2021, or as it's always... known, 2020 <laughs> season two. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I was going through some movies on Netflix, and guess who I re- I didn't realize old Amber Turd was in Machete <laughs> Kills. Yes, yeah. She she's was. known she's known for being uh, married to Johnny Depp. If, yeah. if you don't follow the news, hitting Johnny uh, Depp also. <laughs> yeah, allegedly hitting Johnny allegedly. Depp. Allegedly. You got to always say allegedly cuz yeah. you don't get in trouble. That's allegedly true. you shit on the bed. Yeah. And they call her Amber Turd now. Amber Turd. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, the Amber Turd part's real. We know that that's they call her that, but the it's it's an the turd is alleged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. know who turd um on the bed but it wasn't the dog mustard yeah yeah uh anyway let's get into it we'll we'll give you a top not a top we'll just give you 10 suggestions to watch in march we're all trapped in our houses hopefully still Uh, if you're not trapped in the house then what are you doing with your life yeah man yeah at least you're hopefully you know wear a mask yeah a condom if not whatever dude it's your life yeah it's a free country you, your you die whenever you want to die, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, Marcel, what is your first recommendation? My first recommendation on this list. Which is, which is really number five. We're counting oh. down. It doesn't matter. Counting Just down to one. Is one yeah. the best or the worst? One is the best. Well, I mean, not the worst. The these best. are all recommendations, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> these are the, it's we, we're is one the one that we're hoodwinking people into watching yeah. or is one the five, best one? Five is like the Hyundai of recommendations. Number one is the, so the BMW. So number five is the best one. 
All right. God damn it, dude. You <laughs> Suzuki lover. Just give us a goddamn recommendation. Here's a recommendation from me. I would say, uh, starting at the back, I'm sure everybody's talked to you about it. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. You got to watch the Queen's Gambit. Why aren't you watching the Queen's Gambit yet? How are you not watching the Queen's Gambit? And you're like, Mom, I'm going to watch it already. Okay? Just relax. I'm sure you've had that conversation many times. And you should watch it because it's actually really, really good. It's really well put together. Uh, the what marketing it? was done by some friends of ours, and yeah. it's glorious, glorious marketing. How many episodes is it? Do you know? Uh, I believe it is the standard Netflix eight, um, which used to be the standard Netflix 14. And I am glad that they have they've really stuck with the eight. The eight is a much easier uh, yeah. you know, car to drive. It's just a good number, and then it keeps you wanting more. And the le- the 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 smaller the number, dude. The perfect number, really, for episodes is the European season, which is four. Yeah, four is a good number because you don't have any filler episodes. There's no fat. It's efficient storytelling. It's the fillet of the season. Hell every, yes! Every episode is. is a fillet. The fillet of the season. Yeah, you said it. Um, but it's it's a great it's a great story. Uh, chess is kind of at the center of it, which I feel like would scare most people off, including myself. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's got some phenomenal acting, spectacular cinematography. Um, this is the kind of Netflix show that I always find myself attracted to because it looks like a movie and feels like a movie. And it is the caliber of a movie. It is screen entertainment uh, at its finest. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen this, this show. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the 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 poster with the with the girl with the big eyes, and she's playing chess, and she likes booze. That's all I know. Yep, it's a 1950s orphanage. Uh, this girl reveals reveals she uh, she has an extraordinary uh, penchant to play chess. She's just naturally really really good at it, and everything mm-hmm. around her is bad. She's addicted to many things, uh, the drink being one of them. Uh, Amber Turd, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's just about kind of her, her story growing out of the orphanage and finding herself in stardom in a place that she never thought she'd find herself. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little show. It's great. Oh, um, it, it's written and directed by, uh, is, are, is all the episodes directed by Scott Frank or only some of them? I think only some of them. Okay. But it's created by him. Uh, Scott Frank, for those who don't know. Uh, he did. Uh, he was writer of Logan, Out of Sight, The Lookout. He was a big contributor on Minority Report. So mm-hmm. he's he's a fucking good writer, man. He is. And he, he did also, in uh, he, in 2017. He did Godless for Netflix. Yes, which I loved. Yeah, yeah. That's good another. Western. That should be a, a side recommendation. Uh, if you're done with with um, with the Queen's Gambit, Godless is so good. It's a western. It stars um, Jack O'Connell, yep. who I've he's. He's so good, dude. He's so he's good. He's got like some some fucking raw talent. He was he was one of the stars of the UK's Skins. Mm-hmm. He was like in the third or third or fourth season. Like he wasn't even in the first season, and he he like he really stood out to me. Like he's one of the guys I was like, dude, I can't wait to see what he does does next. And yeah, he stole it. It's great. Yep, yep. The Queen's Gambit, which is streaming now. Check it out. Eight ep- you said eight episodes, correct? Uh, it's seven, actually. Seven. I have a misfake. Even better. Even better, dude. Yeah. Is it based on a true story, this Queen, Queen's Gambit, or no? I. It's not like Bobby Fisher or anything, right? Like, it's. No. Is, is she real? 
I don't know. It. I don't think well, so. Is, will there be a second season? I Could hope not. I mean, there, there can okay. always, if there's anything I've found to be true about any TV of any kind or any episodic yeah. uh, feature filmmaking, there's always a way to yeah. get a second season. Remember when they made Back to the Future and they made the car fly at the end? And they're like, well, we can't make a sequel of that because we can't make a movie out of that. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, yeah, we want two more. And they're like, oh, shit, dude. We didn't think it was going to happen or we wouldn't have made the car fly at the end. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're like, well, figure it out. Redcon it. All right. My first recommendation of the night is a movie that I guess is considered a foreign film. Uh, you don't need to read subtitles. It's in English. Um, you might have a hard time understanding them, just like you would this podcast sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but bear with it. It's it's written directed by Taika Waititi, uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. In the future, Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And he also did... um. The movie he did what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows he also produces that show yeah uh he did the original one the 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 film mm-hmm. um what's the what's the movie with the with the nazis uh oh jojo rabbit Duh. jojo rabbit yeah 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 um but the movie i'm recommending is um a movie he did before Thor ragnarok which was hunt for the wilder people which is one of my personal favorites yes yes um and it stars uh sam neil from you would know him from uh, old Jurassic Park, Doctor, and a few in a, in a new the new Jurassic Park too that's coming out. Um, and then the kid uh, that comes out in it, his name is Julian Dennison. He eventually went on to be in the Deadpool sequel. So yeah, you probably know him from that. Uh, it's just really funny. Uh, the the quick elevator pitch is that a there's a national manhunt ordered uh, for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the like New Zealand bush. Um, and it's just so funny and it's so funny. It's, it's really deep. Like it's, it's a really heartwarming, deep movie. Oh my God. I'm just dropping shit. I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the squeaky fucking chair too. I'm sorry. All right. I know, dude. I apologize. Uh, so the, the movie is, is so funny and it, it, it has a lot of meaning and it's, it's got a lot of heart and. I don't know. The, the more movies I watch and the more movies that I watch that are not good, I'm like, man, it takes so much for a movie to like really hit and, and like have like a like a deep meaning yet still be fun and entertaining. And it's difficult, man. It's yeah. difficult to make a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but these guys, uh, this guy seems to make it look easy, dude. He, yeah, Taika nails it every well single time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that was my first recommendation. Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, that movie came out in 2016, but it's a good one. Check it out. It's so good. Next for me is a little a little kids-friendly entertainment. Uh, it came out this year. I actually, interestingly, keep running into this movie somehow in my career. And uh, it is just goddamn charming. Um, Over the Moon is the title. Uh, it's an easy one for kids to watch, like an hour and a half-ish. Um, and it's, uh, about, uh, an Asian girl and her, and her bunny and, uh, and her little brother. And, um, it's an animated musical, um, which is u- not usually my thing, but it is actually really, really, really charming. Um, and this girl basically builds a rocket ship and, uh, goes to meet the moon goddess that she's heard so much about. It's a really weird premise for like a kid's movie because it's, it's so specifically, it's so specifically directed 
at the Chinese market, but is just really kind of fun and enjoyable. John Cho is in it. Uh, he does a voice. Um, Glenn Keane, who's in like tons and tons of things. Like there's it's it's got a lot of raw talent in it, um, mostly Asian-American cast, which is pretty uh, progressive of, of Netflix, I guess, even though they um, this, this was a really big uh, marketing push for like toys. And it was kind of a big thing for Netflix in terms of uh, like broad marketing where they instead of just having something hit streaming, like they made dolls and they made a deal with Hasbro and like they, they've got a whole thing or not Hasbro Mattel. But they've got dolls and, and toys and all kinds of stuff. And it's really, really charming and fun and easy. And it's like it's a nice thing for kids to be able to watch. Um, it's, you know, nothing's too thematic. Nothing's particularly like too highbrow nor too lowbrow. It's not going to make your kids stupid. But, uh, you know, it's it's totally, totally enjoyable. It's totally enjoyable. And I feel like it fell completely under the radar because, you know, it came out. It was an animated movie. It came out, you know, before the Christmas season this year. And, you know. We know what the Christmas season this year was like. It wasn't so. Yeah, yeah. What um, what um, I know it's funny how like how many movies come out every Friday on Netflix, and then so many just go like so under the radar because you're like, well, there's fucking like ten things to watch just on Netflix. Plus, there's like HBO Go, uh, Amazon Prime. There's so many goddamn things. It's hard to keep track of them, exactly. So that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Mixing it up, man. Hell Chopping yeah. It up. Um, and you know what? And Glenn so- Keane also directed the movie. Uh, I should say he was, he was worked on tons of stuff. He's an animator, um, like an old school, not old school, old school, but he's like, you know, a, uh, like late Renaissance Disney artist. Like I know he worked would on, he, would he be listening to music like this? I mean, yeah, that's just a Disney. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But he, he was an animator on beauty and the beast. I know. And Tarzan, um, I think Ooh. Tangled he worked on. Oh, a newer guy. He's yeah. not an old timey. No, it's like dude. really the end of like I guess what I would call the Renaissance for me. Oh, okay, um, okay. Is like that the like you know mid to to late nineties, early to late nineties. I don't even know anymore, guys. It's been thirty years since the damn nineties. Can we get yeah. over it already? No, we can't because the nineties were. I feel like that lady in in Titanic. It's been eighty six years. Yeah. <laughs> Since last I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. That since man, I Glenn Keane. Since I last showed my bosom <laughs> to Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, oh, I was Long man. Chaney's lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, my next recommendation, uh, Jeff Nichols. He did a movie called The Shotgun Stories, which was his first breakout. Uh, and then he did, oh, what was Take Shelter. Take shelter. That was really God, good. Dude. I love that movie so much. Take shelter. If if you haven't, I don't even know if it's, this is on Netflix, but uh, take shelter is with uh, Michael Shannon. He loves working with Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Um, I know it's raw, true. Talk about raw talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the movie I'm recommending that's streaming right now on Netflix is Mud. It stars Matthew McConaughey, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Sam Shepard, and it's got Sarah Paulson, and it's got the dude. The dude, the Cyclops, a.k.a. Ty Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be nice to Ty. Yeah, he's a good uh, He's a good guy. He's, he's a, a good, good guy. guy. Yeah. Gets a lot of oxygen. Yeah, sure. yeah. 
Um, but the the elevator pitch for this movie is about two young boys. It's a coming of age story about two young boys encountering this fugitive who goes by the name of Mud, played by Matthew McConaughey, and they form a, like like a pack to help him uh, evade these vigilantes that are after him. And they also try to at, at the same time try to uh, reunite him with like his true love, who is played by Reese Witherspoon. But it's really really well done. There's another kid that's in this that's that uh plays ty sheridan's friend uh he, his character's name is neckbone and mm-hmm. he's just funny as hell uh he's played by uh jacob laughland is it uh and he they're, they're really funny and uh there's some great great acting and great storytelling in this um but yeah i really so there's a rumor that jeff nichols is still gonna do um alienation for for um fox yeah um but now i guess it would be going to streaming i don't know how it works but it, it was it was on hold for a bit because of the whole Di- fox and and disney merger but now it's back on apparently and i am really interested to see what he does with that um i i, w- I don't know if we've ever discussed this have we just ever discussed take um the midnight special not the there's no uh yeah because uh where the the location that we both previously inhabited workspace wise had one of those posters uh yeah yeah, forever yeah but we never really talked about it yeah i think i don't know Um, did you like it it. i loved it i thought it was great okay i did too too. um nichols is is just really good he's especially good with kids which is a which is an interesting skill to have as a director where you know plenty of people can get a kid to do anything and a lot of kids just come prepared but he just seems to really know and understand how to like evoke a performance out of younger actors and he's i mean every time like they just they just nail it yeah yeah so what is your next recommendation my next uh, i would go with um i'm seeing a really weird pattern here but uh enola holmes another weird like really successful really fun movie that was very low key kind of under the radar um and that like i had just a blast with um it's it stars well it's funny it's funny that it's of course it's on netflix but it stars uh millie bobby brown who is you know so famous for um stranger things and then the godzilla movies she's the bunker girl and then um but it's it's got a really good cast outside of her it's got uh, henry cavill um, actually, you know, doing some doing some real acting, which is really fun to watch. Um, Helena Bonham Carter's charming guy. When you let when they let him be a charming guy, he's really really charming. He is he's really great. And it's funny because you see these little sparks where you're like, oh, he he really could have been Superman. Like he really yeah. could have done it. It yeah. just if they'd let him be Superman, which would have been... I really dug him in the the Man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome yeah. in that. Um, but actually, Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes himself, um, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes, who is his younger sister. Um, and she finds out that their mother has disappeared and decides to go be a super sleuth of her own and uh, get into all kinds of crazy trouble and uh, and find her. And it's just it's just a, another one of those like really charming um fun light you know it's it's there's nothing too hard to chew on um it's it's you know it's an easy movie to watch and it feels good it feels good which you need right now right yeah have you watched um his dark material 
I have not yet. Uh, my parents-in-law are both watching it, and they love it. Okay. I was really curious because it was based on that um, that book that they made a movie out of. And it's supposed to be a... a the Golden like, Compass. Yeah. I remember, I remember going to see that and being like, well... I heard they're going to make a bunch of these. So let's, I guess I'll watch the first one. And then, and then it ended in the big cliffhanger and then he never made the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell's going on? But uh, the writer from Enola, Enola Holmes is also the writer on that show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he might be the, the head writer on that show. Um, but it's the, it's a UK production, right? It's yes. Enola Holmes. Okay. Yes. That's what I miss about not having TV is the random like HBO channels or movie channels or TCM where you would be channel surfing. You're like, Oh, I'm just going to keep it here and finish this movie. I miss that. that yeah. You can't get with like streaming. We just end up um, somewhere and you go like, eh, I guess I'll stay for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss that a lot. Uh, the movie I want to recommend that's streaming right now on Netflix is cool. Hand Luke starring old Paul Lehman's old blue eyes. Old uh, blue eyes. Paul Newman, George Kennedy, Dennis Hopper's in this. Harry Dean Stanton. That's one of my, that's he my is, guy, dude. The, was, you know, yeah, God, God forbid, God forbid, you know, God yeah, rest his yeah. soul. Yeah. Uh, and how do I describe this movie so I can entice people to watch it? Because it's such a weird movie. So like the movie, the elevator pitch is really about, it's about a, a laid back Southern man who was sentenced to two years in like this rural prison. And he basically refuses to conform. He, he like refused to conform to anything in life. Um, and oh, fuck that elevator pitch kind of sucks, but it's true. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that's, it's yeah. It's just it rings true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is just Paul Newman, um, stuck in this, in this, in this prison and he just gives him hell and it's, it's funny. It's fun. It's got some some deep meaning, um, and it's got some really fucking iconic scenes, like the egg scene. Oh yeah, where they <laughs> they ask him how many eggs he could eat, and he says a an insane number. He's got to eat <laughs> boiled eggs. <laughs> yeah, there's so many iconic fucking scenes. Um, just shaking here, boss. When they go take a shit, it's great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And if you have seen it, it's a good time to watch it again. But it's one of those things where you can't just catch it halfway on Netflix. Yeah. That's how you would catch it on TV. You'd be like, oh, and you're like, oh, I remember this from when I was a kid. I'm going to keep yeah, watching hi, this. Yeah, my dad What's used to watch on? this all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. I assume. I never knew mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I assume that wherever he was. I, yeah. He I was just doing assume that. there was a dad thing. They just like, they yeah, watch this yeah. movie. They're like, ah, yeah. I'm a dad. Get yeah. me a beer and let me watch fucking Cool, cool Hand Luke. Luke. Yeah. My favorite actor, yeah. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Those eyes are yeah. goddamn enchanting. Uh, Kuan Luke from 1967. That is my recommendation. Uh, what is your next recommendation? I am going to switch this up just a tiny bit. Uh, and I'm going to get kind of silly with it. Now, listen, it's it's an older movie, much like we've talked about. Not as old, but we're talking 97. And it's something I talk to people all the time about, and they somehow never saw. Uh, and this would be Money Talks. 
which is oh my god i just watched it dude fucking netflix it's, it's the fucking like it's the Vic, most victimone victimone like, jr <laughs> victimone jr like it's it's key brett ratner before we knew he was a he was a total pervert and piece of shit but like well look, it's, you're it's allowed before, to be a pervert that's you're true. allowed to be a pervert within the confines of it being legal and having consent you could be as perverted as you want true within those confines well, it's just like be a pervert but like keep your hands to yourself like yeah, that's it yeah yeah. Um, but like he this was like way back in the day. Um, and the crazy thing was uh, Joel Cohen wrote uh, co-wrote this. Um, not, not the not the, not Cohen the Joel Cohen, like a Joel Cohen who also did like you know, Garfield and a bunch of other like goofy shit. Um, like I know he co-wrote uh, Monster Mash, the movie, and like uh, he co-wrote like um, Toy Story before this. But like this is just it's it's old school like 90s you know it's definitely going to offend people at this stage in the game comedy yeah, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of racism and a lot of like weird sexism shit but it's it's a real blast it's basically like the elevator pitch for this is a uh, fast talking scam artist on the streets gets taken down and exposed by a reporter for the local news channel for sweeps and um, or it pre sweeps I apologize and then he gets um, he gets sent to jail in the same uh, prison transport as this French like I don't know what he is he's like an arms dealer he's just he's like a French yeah. bad guy um, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of impressions there's a lot of Tony Montana I slap people for fun like there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit next to Friday this is like the most yeah. unchained Chris Tucker yeah you get and and it's it's like this preceded um like the the rush hour two craze where it was like oh shit like he's we've really figured out that like that chris tucker is is like the yeah. man like everybody wants him and everything um, let him go and uh and i mean the rush hour as well craze not the number two i should say uh rush yeah. hour came out the yeah. following year but um so anyway he he gets broken out of prison all the prison prisoners die prison guards die He's framed in as a co-conspirator to this murder and they get caught up in all this stuff and he ends up going back to uh, to Charlie Sheen, who is their reporter. And this is also Charlie Sheen at like the top of his game, um, whose girlfriend is the beautiful Heather Locklear and uh, or his fiance, I should say. Yeah. Um, And her dad's played by Paul Sorvino and he's he's so good in this movie. Um, It just it just fires on all cylinders. It's really funny. And it's really uh, fast paced and enjoyable. And it's just it's got that like 90s buddy cop comedy or action comedy feel to it that like comes to a head at the end. And it's just it is a goddamn blast. And it's something I always go back to. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it way more times than it probably deserves to have been seen. But like it's every time I'm just like, there's some about this. I love this goddamn movie. I literally just watched this. I want to say like two, three weeks ago because it was on, it was on, it was streaming, and I was like, I I passed by. I was scrolling through all the goddamn pictures, the little thumbnails, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just put this on to see if it still holds up, and it's still funny. There's still so many funny scenes, um, and it's a it's a quick watch. It it rolls pretty fast. There's not a lot of fat in, on that thing, um, but it's just so funny. Yeah, and, it's really funny. There's a nice little Easter egg where. Um, Faison Love uh, is in the the prison with him and yeah. they reenact. It's like a nod to Friday where uh, Ice Cube asks uh, Lisa, 
how they they grab you like this or they grab you like this and he like holds her close and then uh <laughs> phase on love does it without a shirt on well well uh, holding chris tucker well chris tucker is like not paying quit playing man that's a good that's a good recommendation man thanks um all right my next recommendation movie from 1973 it is a kung fu movie it is called enter the dragon oh yeah yeah dude that um, very almost went on my uh on my list yeah um how would you what what's the elevator pitch for this do you think i i mean really it, it's just like you know a dude who's trying to get to the bottom of a mystery let's say goes yeah. to join like the world's biggest pre-mortal combat mortal combat style fight i, I was just gonna suggest that <laughs> like it's like it's like mortal combat without the mystical stuff yeah it's mortal combat with just people yeah, it's like it's like the Kumite meets Mortal Kombat. It's like Bloodsport meets Mortal Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with like a mystery that they have to solve. Mystery um, Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's look if you haven't seen this movie, um, you're young and you're like, what is this thing, Bruce Lee? What is a Bruce it's, Lee? It's probably you probably seen the cover to this. It's Bruce Lee with all the mirrors. That's what they always show when when they're talking about this movie. Yep. Um, it's a really cool mirror scene. Um, we shouldn't really spoil the end but bruce lee is just such a badass such a he badass is. dude um the movie is um it was i guess it was 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 the first big uh like american production because he was big already in, in, when when this came out but but this was like the first american thing yeah that, that absolutely kind of, yeah um and it stars bruce lee jim kelly uh john saxon who's fucking amazing dude yeah uh bolo Yoon. Uh, from Bloodsport. Speaking of Bloodsport, yeah, Bloodsport. Um, yeah, he plays. His character is called Bolo. They're like, I can't find a character name for you. Yeah, just gonna go your, first name. Yeah. What's your first name? Bolo. Fine, that's like, what we're gonna call him. Great. I, that yeah. couldn't have worked better if Perfect. we tried. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just such a badass movie. And there's so many cool fight scenes. Um, the mirror scene, of course, throughout the whole movie, just badass fight scenes. Jim Kelly being a fucking badass dude. There are so many great martial like. Uh, African American martial artists that that should that deserve their own like movie like like the dude from from American Ninja that oh they yeah gave it to Michael Dudikoff instead of instead of him because he was white yeah um but yeah and it sounded um, like a thirteen year old boy yeah hey guys I'm American Ninja Michael Dudikoff <laughs> <laughs> uh, but check this out it, it, this is a really cool movie it's so good. and it's also like one of those movies that's very iconic and it's like referenced in a bunch of shit the other side of it really is like getting that that inside scoop on like oh my god every time it's like john wick and like all these other things like they've yeah. taken stuff so specifically from this movie like it just stands out it's like the perfect combination of everything enter the dragon from 1973 is the best now yes the best dude for a while they were streaming a bunch of the bruce lee movies um I think they went in. when uh, when Criterion got uh, got the rights. Oh, did they? Yeah, Criterion yeah. kind of pulled it all in. And was like, you want them, you get them, but you get them from us. <laughs> you pitched. You already uh, suggested one kids movie. I haven't. I don't have a kids movie, but I'm gonna use this. Oh, I'll I pitch love a it. Kids movie. Um, I'm gonna pitch something that's that's really, it's really stupid and, and, and over the top. But I I showed it to my kid and he fucking loved it. He's he's loving anything slapstick right now. So it's like. I showed him Beverly Hills Ninja. That's with, really funny. I fucking with, knew that's what you're gonna say. 
<laughs> with, with Chris Farley, and he fucking loved it. He started like swinging the sword around and like whacking himself in the face on yep. purpose. Many of us did that. He had already been on a kick because I showed him the Three Stooges, and uh, yeah, that's not a good idea to show hey, a five year old. Yeah, yeah. What is your last recommendation? Well, that's that's a tough one for me. Is I was like, I I got to go with a series of some sort that either has fallen under the radar or that like people aren't really um, paying attention to. And it was between Peaky Blinders and Money Heist, a.k.a. Casa de Papel, the house of paper. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, I, I, I really like Peaky Blinders, guys. I'm not going to two for one you. I'm just going to say yeah. it's, it's good. I, and and old, uh, old uh, Anna, whatever her name is, from Queen's Gambit, she's in it. Every great British actor who's acted between 10 years ago and now is fucking in it. Like, it's... It's Tom Hardy. It's Killian Murphy. It's like it's it's a it's stacked. It's stacked. It's amazing. But yeah, Money Heist is something you're not going to pay attention to because it's called Money Heist, and then you're going to go, ah, it's probably subtitled because uh, the 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 name is so completely on the nose. Uh, and you're you're right, the name is really on the nose, and it is subtitled. But you gotta watch this fucking show, um, Casa de Papel, the House of Paper. It's fantastic. It's amazingly put together. It's it's all I mean, it is what in in the title is what it is. I mean, it is a money heist for sure. It's just descriptive as it is simple. Um, <laughs> but like it, it's it's just a powerhouse of a show. And the, the crazy thing is that this has been the biggest show in Europe, I believe, for like four years running, like for the entire run of this show. It has been like the top show throughout all of Europe. And um, it's existed on Netflix, but it hasn't been brought to American audiences. You you could find it, but you would have to search for it specifically. And I only found out about it uh, through, I think it was an interview at Netflix. I think it, when I was interviewing for a job, the dude knew someone I knew. And then we chatted and I was like, he was like, you know, what's your favorite thing on Netflix? And I was kind of like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on here. And then he was like, you know, honestly, have you have you seen Casa de Papel? And I was like, well, no, the house of paper. What is that? And he told me and I was like, well, that sounds exactly like something I got to watch. And then he was like, you can see it easily. You just have to search for it because everything is everywhere. Um, you just need a specific name to find it. Yeah. Um, and I found it and watched it. And I was just like, this is it's incredible. It really is incredible. And the fact that it hasn't gotten it's like it has this cult following, but it's not a full like yeah. obsession. I think like it is overseas, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. it deserves every amount of praise that it can get and it is worth sitting through the subtitles if that's a bugaboo for you you know it's it's worth it it is worth it this is a hard thing to suggest but i always say look if it's gonna get you to do it <sighs> change the language on it to, to english it's fine if, you, if that's what it's gonna get you to watch it i feel the same way about dark the show dark i don't know if you watched it mm -hmm. on netflix and and I, I really enjoyed it and i kept suggesting it to people and they're like ah, i don't want to read subtitles and i'm like dude it's just switch it to English. It's fine. And and then a couple people were like, "Oh yeah, I did switch it to English, and and it fucking worked for me." Like it, I I, I get it. It's not. <laughs> there's a lot of lip flap. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Like it it gets the story across. If that's what it's gonna take for you to watch this thing, then fucking change this the language to English. You can. I didn't that. even. I'm a very old man. I I didn't even yeah. realize that you could do You're that. Like, I was like, I was what? just like, they said it's in Spanish, so I gotta watch it in the Spanish. I use subtitles for like English shows. Like Sherlock Holmes yeah. subtitles. Um, so now you got to um, watch something from Spain. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's a good good recommendation, man. Thanks, pal. I um, like it very much. I hope people my, watch. My last recommendation is not a movie. It is a documentary. Woo! It is. I know, dude. It's a four part documentary. Oh it's, yeah, documentary. I'm trying um, to hype it up. I'm trying to hype it. Yeah, look, you seem weirdly serial ashamed. killers. If you're into serial killers and like CSI and detective stories, this is like the perfect story for you. And if you're in LA, then even better. It's it's about LA. It's about LA in the late '70s, early '80s. Documentary is called Night Stalker: The Hunt for a Serial Killer. Um, and it is about the manhunt and the violent crimes of Richard Ramirez, who stalked many people. Well, he stalked LA period yeah he was a fucking he was an animal um but uh, he's always fascinated me a because it was it's my neighborhoods you know what i mean like it's where i was born and raised you know people like firsthand telling you like oh yeah i remember this because this happened to me like a couple blocks down yeah, or like my, this happened to my uncle and it was there's so many stories from like growing up that i heard about this and and to be laid out and kind of see the other side of it which is the the detective part of it was really interesting and and um i really enjoyed it and there's also a, an interesting story about like this this young hispanic uh detective coming up in the ranks and having this hunch and no one fucking listening to you and like them him saying like this guy's a fucking serial killer we gotta start treating this like a serial killer and no one listening to you and it's really well done and um I, that's I, awesome i'll I, check it out i, I highly recommend you got it. you got one at least one just now. I'm in. All right. All right. So, um, and how they catch him and how it, it, it ends. It's, it's pretty interesting. It wasn't, I just leave it like that. I, if, if you don't know the story, just, just watch it. Uh, that was my last one. We won't do honorable mentions because we're going to start doing this regularly. We'll try to do every other month. We'll do a Netflix one and every other month we'll do, um, other streaming services. So we'll get into like Hulu. We'll get into, prime and you know we're gonna get into some disney stuff we'll we'll, we'll um we'll do some suggestions on stuff nice. that's streaming on on disney plus all right well i think uh that'll be a thing that we do uh i don't know maybe marcel will do netflix and i'll get another person for i don't know we're gonna we're, we'll figure that out we'll that's round a, robin it yeah dude yeah uh but these are fun they're quick and uh they're not like our usual episodes that are like three hours long yeah <laughs> Uh, this is a quick one and uh, thanks for listening uh, yeah. if you have a chance and you like Star Trek The Next Generation check out our other podcast which is Newbie Star Trek you can find it on any podcast uh, provider search Newbie Star Trek we're going through I've never watched The Next Generation so I'm making my way through that one episode at a time Boom. Uh, and that's been a, a fun yet frustrating thing <laughs> I hate the Prime Directive episodes uh <laughs> Who doesn't? Who knows what the prime directive? No one knows. No one knows what the prime no. directive is. Um, all Whatever right. it needs to be. Yeah, is what they, what it is. They just bend it to their will. Those yeah, bitches. it's basically it's basically like a parent's rules. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you said yesterday this wasn't it's like ah, don't worry about no it. No eating in the car. Oh, but you, but now we could eat. Yeah, when yeah, I'm you here, can, but only burritos. And, yeah, if if we're driving and, and the thing has a wrapper on it, a burger, a burrito, uh. You can't be eating spaghetti in the car. <laughs> yeah. No. Unless it's in a bag. Yeah. 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 Then you're, um, you're good. Then you're good. A Ziploc bag full of spaghetti. Yeah. Um, all right. Until next time. Hey, guys. Have a good weekend. Have a good week whenever you're listening to this. And Marcel, thanks for joining us. Hey, man. Thank you. Stay golden, everybody. <laughs>